Welcome to Infinite Trek, where we cover everything Star Trek. From animated to live action, comics to novels, from games to real life tech. If it's Star Trek, or even Star Trek adjacent, it's here. So get ready to talk about Trek no matter what your knowledge level is. Whether you've been watching since the 1960s or just discovered Star Trek 47 minutes ago, we, we welcome, welcome you. you. Yay! Hello! Hello! <laughs> Hello! For, for those of you who were not with us behind the scenes, which is everyone but us, uh, we were a little worried about Dan. We thought maybe that he got lost in the pattern buffer, or we're not quite sure what happened, but yay, we're glad to see you. I literally got <laughs> finished recording with Bruce and Jesse Gender on Positively Trek at uh, 58 <laughs> at... at Wow. 12.58 my time. I ran upstairs, you. got a glass of water, came back down and logged in. Because <laughs> my throat is dry. We actually had it. We, built, we made emergency graphics and everything's like, okay, what happens when we have two people instead of three? Oh. No, it's fine. It's, no, it's like, I trust We're improvisers. It's our challenge. You know, like we, we Yeah, I, I trust us, but I also trust you, Dan. And yes. I knew that you were probably still recording. Otherwise, we would <laughs> have heard concern was that if not, then like something actually had happened to you because we know that you wouldn't just not show up. No, no for sure. Never. I was like, you I'm going to make it. And it was yeah. it was tight. It was it was close. But yeah, well, officially, we would like to welcome Dan Gunther to Infinite Trek. And <laughs> yes. yes, Dan is uh, been a longtime friend of, of mine and Brandy's from many different places, other networks. Uh, and we were really happy to have you here to talk about the season finale of Lower Decks. Awesome. Well, I'm so honored that you guys asked me to be on the show and especially for the season finale. Like uh, I, I'm honored to be here. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> the honor is ours, sir. Yeah. The honor is yeah, ours. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you. <laughs> you, you, bring a, you know, we, we kind of think of this as almost like a, a spiritual cousin to the unready room in some ways <laughs> so it's like because we adopted your naming <laughs> convention idea so that uh yeah awesome <laughs> as you can see i didn't even have time to change my thing no. i was like ah that works yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've got uh, i got the cowboy mode now i'm talking like a cowboy <laughs> I like, that was a strange thing to say it sure <laughs> was it sure was <laughs> Uh, yeah, for those of you in the audio version, I just whipped out a cowboy hat with a Rutherford pin on it. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, Jerry O'Connell stole my idea, and I had already set this up after our last episode. <laughs> I had all of the pins, the lower deck pins, uh, on my shirt, and he did the same thing in his uh, on the uh, New York Comic Con uh, interview. So. I'm I'm still gonna do it anyway. So oh, that's he awesome. just he he just had to one up you, but his were all chaotic. They were just kind of all over the place, and he was missing one. I counted seven pins, not eight. Maybe he wow. took Shax out as a you know an homage. No, Shax Shax was there. Oh, all right then. Who was oh, missing? Who, who was missing? Yeah, I don't remember, but I know it wasn't Shax. <laughs> hmm. We will have to go back and check. Yes. Maybe it was, was it Ransom? Because he was just like standing in for. It might have been. It might have been Ransom. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know, if it were me and it were my pin, I would be wearing it with prize. Like, yeah, I got a little (laughs) me right here. Ah." (laughs) Well, I I sadly don't have anything lower decks yet. I'm just wearing the Picard 
uh, com badge, but uh, yeah, it. I've got I've got nothing lower decks. I've got the Titan. I've got the Titans around, so you know that's there lower you. decks now, right? Right. And uh, but if you want to get a pin at Infinite at Infinite Trek, wow, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I went out into the real world today for the first time since February, and I'm just a little shell shocked. <laughs> so. Um, we have a discount code for uh, infinite for um, exclu- fan set pins. I'll eventually get this out. They're not going to want to sponsor us anymore. Uh, it's infinite Trek, all one word. Uh, so yes. Oh, and yeah, Brandy got some new pins today. Yes, I have. For those of you at home, I have the new Hoshi pin. Ooh, cool. And going along the Enterprise theme, I have the Tapal pin, and. Of course, the seven of nine pin. So, Very which is cool. nice and shimmery. The background is really cool. Yeah, they they are they are glittery, shimmery. It, the glitter doesn't really. Um, it's not obnoxious. Mm. So, if anyone is kind of it's thinking like about it and going, it's mm. like all sparkly or something like that. Yeah, no, no, it's not like a five year old girl got a hold of some glitter <laughs> and decorated everything in the house. It's not like that at all. So if anyone has a nine pin of, for girls. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this idea that we have to genderfy things yeah. according to, you know, oh, this is pink, so this is for girls, and that's blue, so that's for boys. I can't even begin to tell you how angry that makes me. There used to be a uh, show from, I think it was from Tech TV or uh, one of CBS's tech group that they own. Tech TV, that's a deep cut, dude. Yeah, no, I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they had Pink Watch, which was like, they talked about all these dumb things, technology that that was made for women. You know, it's like the lovely, you know, it's a microwave that's pink, you know, like what, you know, there was just like these crazy things and it was uh, somebody had done something recently. And I actually tweeted uh, one of the people who used to be on the show. And I'm like, I remember pink watch. And they're like, Oh my God. (laughs) So yeah, that was something that would (laughs) have totally been. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm the one. Uh, Yeah. No, I went and saw tech TV uh, filmed live ones, the screensavers in uh, San Francisco. I used to love watching the screensavers. Yeah. Wow. Flashbacks now. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're actually have the same kind of broadcast technology that they had like now in our living rooms, it's just, you know, yeah, we can do what they're doing. (laughs) Brandy's like, Hmm, Hmm, we can start a new screensaver. So, well, we aren't here to talk about classic tech shows, unfortunately, (laughs) or fortunately, uh, do you want to dive into, uh, there's a lot to talk about in the finale. So, and, so much. So are we I, starting there and then news later? Or are we doing news first um, and then the episode? Or? First, then we can just, yeah. Yeah. We'll do news first and then there's we news. can finish off. Yes. No, there's <laughs> amazing news that came out of New York Comic Con this year. This year, Wow. I'm going to let Dan talk or Brandy and I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, so we had uh, three panels. Well, two panels and a blurb of news basically uh lower decks discovery and information on the new nickelodeon show prodigy so do you want to start with prodigy first because brandy's bouncing up and down (laughs) i have Uh, a feeling that's what that's what brandy's bouncing about (laughs) 
yes, I am <laughs> bouncing about that because, you know, I obviously Lower Decks is great and I love it and Discovery is great and I love it. But oh my God, Catherine Janeway is coming back. Right? I mean, it's just like, if that was a complete, if, if you asked me to guess anything about that show, it was not that Janeway was going to be in it. That just seems crazy. I love it. And I love that Kate Mulgrew was there. And if you've never heard her speak, she is so eloquent that you think she's actually reading from a script, but she's not. That's just the way she talks. <laughs> she seems she's, very professorial sometimes, too. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, she always feels like she's giving a lecture. And, and sorry, I don't mean like a lecture, but I mean right. like no. she's standing at a podium with prepared notes giving a lecture. Mm -hmm. And like every time I see her at a convention, and it's obviously not a prepared speech, but it still sounds like it because mm -hmm. that's how she presents herself. And yeah, she's incredible to to hear. I thought I had I have a signed picture of her somewhere that I was going to flash up, but ah. it's not immediately handy. So. <laughs> Dorothy yes. Fontana was the same way. I think if I mm. ever interviewed Kate Mulgrew, I would be tongue-tied. And just, most Star Trek people, I'm completely at ease with. But you know, Dorothy Fontana, I dropped my mic. I just did like there was I was like just a nervous wreck because it was the closest thing to like the person who created Star Trek, basically. And mm. she is just so well spoken and only used the words that she really needed to get out. There was not any extra. It was the economy of just what she said. And you really had to phrase your questions where they could get a little bit of an answer besides yes, no, you know, because it was just, that's what you would get. I'm like, all right. Um, but, but uh, Kate Mulgrew kind of reminds me of that. Just sort of very, very poised, well-spoken. All the words seem considered before they come out. She never says, uh, or, um, or any of that. It yeah. is always a complete sentence. There are no awkward breaks. It's always thoughtful. It's not ended in a I, preposition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I aspire to be able to speak like that someday because I do a lot of us. And so, yeah, etc. Yeah. I'm so I'm she, <laughs> Yeah. I, and this morning, you can tell that I've had, I would love to be able to speak like that. <laughs> uh, so she, the question I have is, we don't really know when this takes place. So they say Captain Janeway, but if this is post-Voyager, she isn't a captain. She's an admiral. Unless well, she's a or something, or like, who knows what, you know, is she in the computer? Mm -hmm. Is she like, did somehow the, the ship's computer create Janeway or... Well, this is how I think about it. Captain is not only a rank, it's also a position. You can be a captain of a ship without being the rank of captain. That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. That makes yeah. sense. Yes. Uh, well, actually, we should probably say it a little bit for people who don't know what Prodigy is about. The idea is that there is a derelict Starfleet vessel that's been found by a group of kids. We're assuming alien kid it could be human but i i imagine probably aliens um and they basically take the ship and use it for adventures and life lessons i'm assuming and uh <laughs> and from what i understand when i was looking at like the job postings because i actually i considered i just don't have the the chops for the, the the cgi stuff um but they were talking about the show being along the lines visually of uh cora and avatar so mm -hmm. that's kind of cool that it's that style, at least at the yeah. time when they had the, you know, who knows that could have changed. So, 
uh, yeah, so that and that's gonna be on Nickelodeon. Super excited about that. Um, and I think that's pretty much all we know about it. Now we know mm-hmm. that, that uh, Kate Mulgrew is involved. Yeah. So to kind of your earlier point, like you said, we don't know the time period it's in. So like you say, if it's after Voyager, is it right after Voyager came back? Is it years later? Uh, I've seen speculation. Maybe it's even before she became captain of Voyager. Maybe it's kind of in there somewhere. I, I don't know. You know, I that I is- tend to think it's going to be they're going to bring the Voyager legacy forward with yeah. her somehow. So it would be weird for pre Voyager. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm leaning, but uh, it's true. We really don't know. It could be. I have no idea. The Hageman brothers are brilliant. Uh, who knows what they're cooking up? You know, it could be. Worked on it. I did not have a chance to actually. I'm sure I know them. I just didn't. I don't remember the specific shows. Um, there's there's one they're really highly regarded for that I've never watched myself. It's just kind of generationally not. Uh, I, the ages didn't line up. I, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, okay. but it, it's, it's one of those ones that like you hear come up every once in a while, winning awards and stuff. And I was like, Got Oh, it. they're the guys that did that. Cool. Um, cool. Darned if I can remember, I I've come unprepared. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's not like I have. Oh yeah. Do you have like, something? I don't have IMDB on my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, while while you look at that, we can talk a little bit about the lower decks panel, uh, which was a lot of fun to see everybody together. You know, now that the, the season finale had happened, they could talk about anything that happened this this year. Which I'm, I would I want to go back and find the panel from the the beginning of the show where they beeped everything out, which was like supposedly a funny joke that got really irritating but i'm wondering <laughs> if you go back and listen to that if you now could figure out exactly what they were talking about hmm that's a good call uh, yeah uh but no he uh it, they had um a surprise guest at the end uh, mm-hmm. had, uh jonathan frakes popped in uh oh made my everybody go crazy. yeah Jack Quaid's response was the best. It was the he's best. A fanboy. Yes. <laughs> Even though he's worked with him, he's just like, oh, my God. In fact, he found out from Jonathan Frakes that he was going to be doing a scene with him. He's like, oh, I understand we're going to be working together. Like, you're going to be on the Titan. And he went fanboying at that point. And then Mike McMahon is just like, oh, good. Thanks. You're the one who's spoiling everything. He was a big spoiler machine. He truly is. He spoiled Mm -hmm. the whole Mirror Universe stuff in Discovery weeks before it aired. I mean, come on, Frakes. Yeah. I'm convinced they just like got him on lower decks to distract him for a while. So he wouldn't talk about what's coming up in Discovery or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, and we did learn that they're going to be, you know, obviously, because unless they resolved everything off screen, there's going to be at least a little bit of Titan in season two. And there is a mm-hmm. season coming. So, of course, they're already yeah. working on it. Uh, just to break in here, the Hegeman brothers are most notably uh, recognized for the Lego Ninjago movies. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, and okay. such. But there's a there's an animated show that they created. I know that keeps coming up with awards and stuff, and I can't remember like an over the called. garden wall kind of thing. Or... Uh, is it Troll Hunters Tales of Arcadia? I've heard that's Maybe. actually good. I th- that might be one of them. I don't know. There's I, I remember something else. But uh, yeah, I've heard good things about that as well. Again, just not something I'm familiar yeah. with. But yeah, it does feel like it's an age that's not really set for us, but. 
as uh, Kate Mulgrew said, this show will be multi-generational sitting down to watch it. So, mm-hmm. and so you know, you know, we'll all sit down and watch it. Yeah, sure. Well, it's just, <laughs> to me, it's like, it's the, like the original TAS you, it was made for quote unquote kids, but they were making Star Trek and it was just mm-hmm. also okay to be watched by, you know, uh, uh, kids, but adults liked it too. And it was just, it was also way ahead of its time because it just did not. In 1973, there wasn't such a uh, thing as a cartoon show for all ages. Mm-hmm. Kids. <laughs> and yeah. if you've ever heard the author David Mack say anything about Prodigy, like every time it comes up, he just, you know, is ecstatic about it and says how they're doing some of the best Star Trek he's ever seen, which that line blows my mind that, you know, so I'm, I'm, Really don't know what to expect with this, but yeah. uh, to hear somebody like that give it that high of praise really fills me with a lot of joy and, and hope and stuff. Yes, as Paul two D two in the uh, chat room said, the Flintstones. Yeah, the Flintstones actually. Yes, that was sort of an that was an adult cartoon with kids, that, mm-hmm. you know, because it was in the evening. Um, they actually even marketed as such. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Didn't like the Flintstones because it was based on the Honeymooners and. The Honeymooners was not great. You can say all these things about, oh, well, it was great comedy for the time. I'm sorry. That was an abusive relationship. Seriously abusive. And it's not fun to watch. I love what they did with it in Futurama, though. That is. Yeah. yeah. Bang, zoom, (laughs) to the moon. And that's how humans went to the moon for the first of, like, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was engineers. Yeah, that was like, uh, I still, re- we, every time we go, went to, uh, went to, because it's not open anymore, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, we're like, we're sailors of the moon, we carry a harpoon. <laughs> like, what are you singing? It's like, never mind. It's and then, of course, that just makes me think of the uh, manga and anime of Sailor Moon. And that's a whole different story <laughs> that we're not going to get into today. No, that is too, that is a, a, a road too far off of our path. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, then the other, uh, I don't think there, there wasn't really anything left in, um, lower decks panel. I don't think there was, you know, no, nothing Noelle that we didn't already there. know. She provided some freeze frames that they would swap out so once in a while. That was hilarious. When people would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. And she'd be like, oh, and just a freeze frame of her being surprised or something like that. So that was great. I thought that they'd put a pic. You wonder why I can't be there because I mean, we are just literally on screen, (laughs) but I can't. Maybe she had a pre existing uh, commitment and she was dressed kind of like a uh, a, a Scandinavian milkmaid. I mean, what was that about? (laughs) I noticed that too. (laughs) I'm very curious. Yeah, she felt like she's gonna go out and run in a field of flowers or something like that. And yeah, she's she's adorable. Don't get me wrong, I adore her. I I think it it was. I thought that they would put a picture up. I didn't think that they were actually going to cycle through all of the faces and poses that she'd done, but they absolutely did, and I loved that. (laughs) Dave says, "I think she's just quirky." You know what? That's fair. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, of 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 the stars, like I think watching watching any of them speak out of character, I do enjoy uh, her the most. Which does make it sad that she wasn't there for the panel. But yeah, uh, there, there's something about she, her voice, her enthusiasm, like 
that's the one thing between her and Tendi that's exactly the same. And I love that. That's great. Uh, I love Fred too. Like he, just the way he was talking oh, yeah. about, about Jax and, and how he, he died. Like he lived, he was like literally choking somebody <laughs> as the, the thing exploded. It's like, so that was great. Yeah. Uh, we can talk more about that. Uh, when we get into the episode. Poor Shax. Oh, well, they did sort of allude to like, you know, in Star Trek, you're never really dead. But I think that was mm -hmm. just, I, 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 I don't think he's coming back in that capacity. I don't think we'll see him as Shax again. Yeah, I don't think I, so. I never say never, but, you know, let's yeah. wimey wimey sort of thing. It's one I, of those things that, like, I don't think he's coming back, but I also totally wouldn't be surprised if they did something yes. like that. True. I did yeah. like the idea, <coughs> excuse me, of him being a personality in uh, the implant, the uh, yeah. Rutherford's new implant. That was a great idea. <laughs> I'm and so sorry. <laughs> Tickle in my throat. Ooh, so sorry, guys. Mm. No worries. Okay. Mm. okay. Uh, you need the uh, the cough or the uh, throat clearing mode in your in your implant. <laughs> you know, actually, I think that 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 would be better as a phaser mode. You know, ah. that you can set on your phaser, like the fifty million that Eddie Azard came up with, such as stun, kill, limp. Um, <laughs> What was that? Bit I left the oven on at home. <laughs> yes, left oven on at home setting. Uh, ice cream van nearby setting. Sudden interest in botany setting. Depression setting to just make you not care anymore about fighting. Um, <laughs> he had a million of them. That's great. I have not seen that one. Um, so yeah, so then, then we moved on to Discovery, which was... A lot of fun. I was actually, for me, I like watching Discovery. I like talking to the people behind the scenes, but sometimes the panels feel ultra curated. We're like, we're not allowed to say anything. So our show's coming out. Goodbye. You know, it's just like, mm -hmm. this actually felt like there was some, at least, you know, we got to know the two, the two new actors, uh, you know, learned that one of them is like their very first role. Another person's like 19. So it's just like these people had never seen Star Trek before. It's really cool to, to hear about their their indoctrination into, into the, the fandom and how their lives are going to be completely different from now on. Yeah. yeah. They, they never, they're always told that it's going to be different, but they never really understand it until they're living it. And then they realize, oh, I am going to be known about this for the rest of my life. Yeah. I feel like Anthony Rapp and uh, Mary Shifo kind of had a concept. I don't know. For some reason, they just felt like they... We're like, okay, I'm ready for this, you know. Um, especially with Anthony, you know, being in rent and Mary growing up in a, a family with actors. Um, yes. Um, so, oh, yeah, that was it. it. Is it my impression or did I just misread the, the room? Is Are they both, the new actors, both Trill? It sounded like, you know, one was a Trill with blue hair and then the other one talked about being a Trill. And I'm like, okay. I don't remember them both being hmm. Trill, but... And I know, like, yeah, I know the answer Brandy's to the that. Oh, Brandy was the answer. I can't tell you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I can't tell you. The I haven't answer. quite got there yet because I don't, I, I, part of me is just like, I don't want to know until everyone else knows, but I really need to actually watch it for the, the purpose of reviewing I, it. Yeah. I can't, you know. Okay. 
Well, the implication on the panel was that they were both trill or something somehow related. And they both are, they're like the first set of friends. They're like, they're, mm -hmm. they're their own confidants. Yes. I can confirm one thing. Okay. One of them is human. Got it. Okay. That's, yeah. That's, and that's, that's what they, it seemed from the trailers. Yeah. I thought mm -hmm. was, yeah. It was just a weird, maybe just the phrasing or something. It's it, you'll understand when you see. Oh, also, I think there's, no, there's, and there's also, uh, uh, you know, talking about pronouns. So you mentioned Jesse gender before. We're actually going to have Jesse on at some point to discuss uh, pronouns and everything related to that. I was joking with him, like, is it? Do you want to come on to talk about that? Because like, I feel like, you know, I get asked for the animated series. That's my thing. And mm -hmm. she's just like, no, no, it's fine. Like, I don't feel like I'm being pigeonholed. So I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> I just didn't want to be like, oh, God, another person asked me to do that. All right. Uh, so, yeah. But um, since they use they, them for blue, sometimes mm -hmm. that can make you confused a little bit because they, them is plural. Um, although that kind of works with the trill if it she was or he was, um, depending on the character. Uh, so I think that might have been part of the confusion, at least on my end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, when the news first came out and they, you know, first announced the characters, I, I did a video about the two of them. And, mm -hmm. you know, when I get to the point where I'm talking in depth about the characters, I was very careful and I had notes and I was like, I referred to that individual as they, them. But early in the video, there's just a throwaway reference to the character showing up in a scene in the trailer and I said she, and I felt so bad about it. And of course, oh. I got pointed out in the comments immediately. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, all of us, we need to work on a little bit. And I definitely yeah. recognize in myself, I need to keep that in mind and and uh, recognize when I mess that it up. It wasn't like you were purposely no. like, use that pronoun. You know, there are Absolutely. people who do that. I've had people block me on Twitter because I have he, him. They're like, oh, you're, you're one of those pronoun people. I'm like, okay, whatever. Bye. I'm glad you're not with my life now. Yeah, um, yeah, I have he him on my Twitter as well. I mean, it's just courtesy. I have she her. Yeah, I think mine it's actually just... got moved to something else temporarily. I got to put it back. But I was like, when I was doing. Oh, uh, yeah, because you can only put so many letters. So yes. at one point, we're doing a lot of video stuff. It was like I put infinite Trek host or co-host. So, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no, I think that was. Uh, you know, it's going to be a really good education for maybe a group of people who didn't necessarily haven't had somebody in their life like that. Mm -hmm. so, you know, we do, but you know, they might not. So, um, and then women at warp had at the last uh, Star Trek Las Vegas pronoun pins, which was great that you could kind mm -hmm. of identify yourself. So very nice. Were, like, hot very cool. yeah, it was very cool. Um, and I think I, there wasn't really any big news. We saw a clip like the very first, uh, I'm assuming it's the first few, minutes of the season three opener brandy can, <laughs> can confirm that but is not so okay it's at least in the very beginning it's before you know it's as um burnham comes out of the time portal not time portal but the, the warm that's, 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 the, that's the beginning of the episode mm -hmm. okay i mean it looks like it it feels like it, it, <laughs> yeah um and you just see well, her headed towards the planet and uh trying to reboot her suit rebooting rebooting yeah. like oh my god i know that feeling <laughs> I, I should explain it's part of the opening got it there's a mm -hmm. little bit of stuff before that 
Yeah. But it's okay. I will confirm one thing, which isn't a spoiler, and that's that David Ajala looks magnificent without a shirt. That's uh, that's one thing I can tell you. Wasn't expecting a, a no shirt David Ajala, and I got it, and my life is forever changed. We will uh, <laughs> next time we'll do a freeze frame and we'll like review it and just <laughs> yes, screen caps and just like yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Are there any Easter eggs in there? No. Mm -hmm. And here you can see the washboard texture of his abdominal muscles. And, sorry. And you can see he's also been working the laterals. It's Must funny, work them all. Didn't look like. Supergirl or Flash? Supergirl. 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 It was Drove Supergirl. me he was Like, I'm a really, like, what I've seen of him is feels completely different, which I'm very yeah. happy about. I don't know why. I did not oh. like that character in Supergirl. Mm. Well, he he's supposed to be a, a villain, be, yeah. right. but the the thing is, is that the character that he played, which was Manchester Black, was mm -hmm. in the comics a white guy. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it was just mm. it was not good to have a white guy being that character. You know what yeah. I mean? So when yeah. he showed up as Manchester Black, I went, "Oh, well, that's interesting. I like that." But yeah. no, David Ajala is a great actor. He's and it, just a great person. I've not met him personally, but everything I've seen about him just makes me want to meet him. And that's not even because of the apps. It is just his personality. <laughs> I think that's what's great about the current crop of people working in and on Star Trek is that there isn't one person who's like, oh, like I've, you know, they've said something disparaging or they seem really cranky or whatever. It's like, yes, everybody has an off day because, you know, you meet a million people, you're going to get tired eventually. Uh, but there's nobody I've ever been like, I don't want to be stuck in a room with this person. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's, that's been kind of cool. And they all really seem to like, you know, despite what people on certain YouTube channels say, uh, they seem to like Star Trek and uh, are, you know, really happy to be in that universe and that family. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah, great idea. absolutely. Uh, regarding this opening clip, uh, you mm -hmm. know, I saw the link for it come across and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch this. I'm going to preserve the feeling of watching the uh, premiere when it premieres and stuff. Right. That lasted about 32.6 seconds. And then I watched it and uh, loved it, of course. So it doesn't give away <laughs> anything. Really? I mean, if you saw the end of season no. two and you kind of understand mm -hmm. what where season three is going. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm really excited to find out, uh, like, you know, Dan and I had talked about uh, offline when we were chatting, like the burn, or, like early on, we're like, oh, I wonder if that's an Omega particle from Voyager. And mm -hmm. a lot of people are just like, oh, I don't want to say, uh, it, it, you know, it's not Voyager. Nobody cares about Voyager. But but we have Kirsten Beyer, like as part of the Star Trek universe. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, we're getting seven of nine. We're getting a lot more things. So exactly. He's giving me looks like she either knows well, she probably does know, but she's just trying to be enigmatic so we don't mm -hmm. okay i'm just gonna <laughs> mute brandy no, i know i i can neither confirm nor deny um i can't i can't say anything about it without spoiling things so i just won't but it is spoken about good so we do find out it's not like we don't find out what it is until like the last episode of season three or something. oh no 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 they talk about it in okay. the first episode that, oh okay good that's nice well Okay, we're going to we'll take that out of the audio version, and we'll just we'll redact that. Technically, that's in. Technically, that's in one of the trailers when he talks about the burn, and she asks what's what the burn is, 
and he says that's when the universe took a hard left. Right, right. And so it's you it's not like you didn't know they were talking. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We'll just we'll move on from from discovery and we'll go into lower. <laughs> Good because I'm sitting here just like twisting my knuckles right now. <laughs> We made the mistake of of bringing that up. I'm sorry, Brandy. It's okay. It's really fine. <laughs> this is also why I have not watched it, so I didn't do the same thing. Well, it's it's now five days away, and I am so yeah. stupid excited I can hardly stand it. Yeah. So, no, I I, I um, was lucky enough to be invited to the virtual premiere, so I'm going to I'm going to watch it before that. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I got no no I, advanced copies or premiere invites, so y'all can. Yeah, we, <laughs> I'm just kidding. The discovery thing we did, we stumbled into because I knew, you know, I think it's because of my animated series book that I got the the um the the screeners for lower decks, but that just sort of put us into a path to keep getting screeners. I also got a screener mm -hmm. for that really cool uh, documentary, uh, Console Wars. Mm -hmm. So oh, cool, yeah, yeah. And that if you haven't seen it, it's it's now on. Um, CBS All Access. Uh, it's worth checking out. It's similar in some ways to the uh, Game Over. No, oh, is it Game Over? That was a, a Netflix series that was about the uh, hmm. rise of the industry, the video game. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's really cool, and they do some fun graphic things and do a lot of eight bit art. So, well, I've been a gamer for a very, very long time, so I have a strong interest in such things. Very cool. Cool. <laughs> All right. Should we move on to the season finale of Lower Decks? No small parts. Okay. Yay. All right. Yeah, everybody knows where that that comes from, right? There are the no, no small, small parts. parts. Yes. Small parts. Only there small. People. Only small actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and no one is. There's not a 100% consensus on who said that first. So we don't actually know the origin of the saying, but we know it is a theater saying. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, probably what, vaudeville time? No, I think it was before that. Mm -hmm. It just depends oh. on who you ask. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, so that was the name of the episode, uh, which is great because when you watch it, it's sort of that, that theme fits really well. Uh, and we start out you, actually, Brandy, do you want to, cause Brandy is our, our savant as, as far as like walking us through the episode. I am not, <laughs> not even I throw in the, the Easter eggs. And now we've got a third person who can just point out when we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That's actually a great yep. thing to have. So yeah. I would never. <laughs> in any case, uh, fine. <laughs> Yeah, Star so, Trek is my love language, guys. I mean, you know, it, it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, this episode starts with uh, the Cerritos at Beta Three, which yeah. people who haven't watched the original series may have no real attachment to. But thankfully, Commander Jack Ransom's log is giving us everything that we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about how the people have regressed into worshiping a computer again, and they've brought back Red Hour, and <laughs> it's almost the Red Hour. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> like if, uh, on the the video version, we have a picture of the illustrated Landrew, and then the the real life Landrew. 
the real life Landrew looks like it was made by a third grade class out of cardboard mm -hmm. and construction paper. The animated version looks more real. That's what's really scary. Mm -hmm. It's called but, a budget. But also like so faithfully rendered too. Yes. yes. Like every little like, I, I don't know if that's mm -hmm. a stain on the speaker box thing or whatever, but like it's, yeah. it's recreated perfectly. I think that's supposed to be like sound lines like it's kind of like a like this is where mm. voice you know i don't know um this is where the, voice they have a sticker. yeah exactly and then there's this sticker across it that says do not obey <laughs> the star fleet <laughs> and the little and star fleet like one. tape around yes. it <laughs> and if you notice the do not obey has the the tos era uh delta so that was i thought that was Indeed. cute and, and speaking and, of kirk yes. and Fox era my yeah. favorite thing <laughs> is mm -hmm. the original animated series character models were used when they talk about Kirk and Spock. So they, but in fact, the, the picture that I chose is like, oh, that's really similar to the, the drawing in the background. It kind of looks like Landrew that's in McCoy's uh, lab or something. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was great that we got to see that we now know in canon if they flash back that it's they look like the animated series <laughs> mm -hmm. and I, I love that conceit that like you know in this version that we're being presented that's just what they looked like back in the tos mm -hmm. era <laughs> the tos era which i'm sure we'll get <laughs> yeah, that's to. the other yes yep. <laughs> those old scientists <laughs> yes tos has now become canon inside of star trek well not it's it's what jack ransom calls uh that the 2260s yeah. So. Oh, it's just my name for the 2260s cuz cuz captain's just like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I really loved that moment. And of course, the first thing I thought of was Aaron going <laughs> just squeeing his little pants off. So <laughs> this, this is the first thing I thought of, and I even turned to David. I said, "Oh my God, Dave! I heard is going to lose his mind. This is the best." I love I, this is something I just noticed that I thought that was like a reflection on the pad. That's actually the light when Landry was actually active. That's mm -hmm. that center, flashy mm -hmm. light. And I love it. It's like, don't what did he say? Don't make me paradox you into destroying yeah. yourself. Yeah, don't. <laughs> it, that's exactly what and she did. Apologizes. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Obey, Landrew," and it's like yeah. he wanted them to murder the captain and ransom. And yeah. that's when she says, "She says, don't make me paradox you into destroying yourself." Landrew apologized. <laughs> I just bought a new scythe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that was great. <laughs> um, got too excited there. That's uh, okay. <laughs> We'll so up. yeah and that's that's the thing yeah. they were talking about these legacy civilizations that are reverting back to their old behaviors because nobody has checked in on them to see what's going on it seems like that's kind of a habit with starfleet mm. and the federation mm -hmm. um con anyone <laughs> but <laughs> i love that what is that one point that uh uh, Mariner says it's like you know we we want to make sure that it's like that they're still doing what they're supposed to be doing a generation later. But I like how they kind of mm -hmm. like 
Yeah, they so, can't. Ex- anyway. They can't just expect them to keep doing that. Yeah, because yeah. unfortunately, that isn't the nature of organic beings. I mean, we we can only judge by humans because that's all we've interacted with as far as higher intelligence. But it seems like that is a pattern throughout the entire galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> I also okay. I also liked the direct calling out of Starfleet's policy of interfering a little bit. Some interference. Some interference. Yeah. yeah it's like mm-hmm. that's yeah let's call a spade a spade that's what it is right well that's and we actually had mentioned that a couple weeks ago before they had said it in the finale and then when i brought it up again brandy's like shh i'm like but, but that's i said that before <laughs> it wasn't, I wasn't gonna, using their language it was literally what we said uh yeah is occasionally following the rules uh, yeah, yeah. what did uh um freeman said it's like you know we need to check on these uh, in on these civilizations, you know, until they're, unless they're destroyed by some a gamester of Tresculian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or worshiping computers, you know. Yeah. That sort of stuff. They oh, need to it, stop praying to computers. Yep. And at this point, they think that everybody's up off the surface after they've supposedly convinced them not to obey Landru anymore. Uh, but we find out that Boimler and uh, uh, Mariner are still on the surface. <laughs> Yes, handing out art and, supplies yeah <laughs> yes i love Starfleet art supplies that have deltas on <laughs> well of course remind everybody who gave you the fun creative stuff that one time mm-hmm. they definitely that's just good propaganda that. i mean absolutely yeah. <laughs> absolutely reminding you we could show up again at any time so no praying to computers <laughs> yeah i loved that and you know then you see boimler marching up with this sort of thunderous look on his face and she says oh and lecture coming in five four Um, and he takes off his jacket and starts helping her it's interesting they have like tan like shirts underneath it they're not what i would expect we knew that no we we knew that from the very first episode with the with both Mariner and Boimler in their underwear while the spider oh, was uh, being distracted by their straw people uniforms. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their, their stuff was tan then too. Yep. So I just noticed the sun has come out outside. It looks like a nuclear blast is. <laughs> 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 so if you can't see me online, um, it's, it's not, I'm not being destroyed. He's uh, just with the prophets. It's yes. Wow. I do, yeah. That's, I just need a white background. And I just made well, a reference to later. In the yeah. Episode. Not, I was just not that much with the prophet. It sort of fits okay. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. So that was great. I love that, that, uh, that Boimler's like, you know what? That's how we find out that, that he knows her secret. Yeah, he he's just like, oh, well, you can just keep us out of trouble with your mom. <laughs> so he's just like, I'm fine with getting in trouble as long as it kind of just gets wiped away by the captain. <laughs> just, yeah. And I thought, oh, Boimler. <laughs> weird for him, too. Like, I would imagine that he would be more, you know, I still want to do what's right regardless yeah well the thing is is though that she is doing things that are right they're just yeah. not sanctioned, even sanctioned Robin Hood yeah sanctioned stuff. and right are not always the same thing correct so yeah 
That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's correct. That's going to be used a lot. <laughs> Imagine. Yep. I've already seen it out there as, as a GIF that people are throwing I made out the on GIF. Twitter. Yep. Oh, that's that you made that. Excellent. Yep. You're you're doing good work, sir. <laughs> you're doing the work of the track. Yeah. Doing the work of the prophets. Yes. Uh, yes, you are. Uh, yeah, so then we find out that, uh, you know, obviously he knows. And then <laughs> they, uh, his, this is what you were mentioning uh, yesterday, Dan, that the, uh, we don't really know how the com badge works. Like, do you tap it to close it <laughs> off? Is it just on all the time? So there, you know, he's going on and on, like, oh, your mom can just keep us out of trouble. And she's like, shut up. It's like, uh, shut your bleeping uh, mouth. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> And uh, Mariner even mentioned something about ransom. Like, I was like, oh, I thought you'd be like ransom, a fly stuck in amber. It's like, I'm not a fly. <laughs> like middle management. <laughs> so they're all listening in. Um, and then, like, clearly, Captain is like, okay, no, enough of this. <laughs> so she, like, beams them onto the ship as he's like asking, does your mom give you little captain kisses? <laughs> oh, man. And just, just the, ah, ah, ah. the reanimation on his face is and so where like, they cut it was perfect. Yeah, that was the most Rick and Morty ish animation I've ever seen on the show. And it, it, I was thinking, like, where have I seen that? And I was, oh, yeah, it's Rick and Morty, like, that's Morty freaking out or something. It was, it was beautiful, like, it was so well done. There was one episode, what was the episode with the, the, the transporter, uh, the fast transporter? Oh, much ado about Boimler. Yes. Oh, yeah. Duh. That was a when he was moving his hair around. One mm -hmm. thing I forgot to call out in that episode is that he moves his hair. Is like, do you think I look better like this? And then he does something that looks exactly like Rick and then Morty and then puts it back to normal. So I thought that yep. was kind of a cool. Call didn't out. even look. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's so many episodes, little comments and things that we have a new language. You know, like when people used to talk to each other in Simpson. You know, or just use lines from The Simpsons. Now we have a, a lower decks. Mm. Mm -hmm. Indeed. I, I, I heard somebody at one point saying, like, you know, I thought it was just going to be like, this will be a, a stopover on the way to Discovery. It'll be like a little nice, kind of like a short trek or a, like just a, a diversion. And it's like, no, this is really, really good. It's like my favorite Star Trek in a very long time. Absolutely. It's not just an amuse bouche. It's, it's <laughs> correct. It's actually. In fact, I'm it's curious what meat. <laughs> yeah, I almost wish that they would give us a week or two in between this and Discovery just to kind of reset because I think my expectations when I went into uh, Lower Decks was hard to get, you know, it was like, oh, okay, this is going to be funny. And it was so, you know, rapid fire. And, and then you like kind of adjust. It's almost like listening to Shakespeare. Suddenly your brain goes, oh, now I understand it. And now we're going to go back into like lower gear more you know i i feel like i'm gonna make want to make jokes when they're not there <laughs> in discovery yes. until I, it falls into like okay this is what it's supposed to be like yeah i can see that absolutely yeah. <laughs> what to do mystery science theater to it <laughs> get together <laughs> i kind of made the comment last night that i want to see badgie show up in live action <laughs> <laughs> anytime somebody goes into the holodeck now i'm gonna be like Where's Badgie? <laughs> mm -hmm. It would be good for a kids, like if they somehow repurpose it for like a classroom or something like that. Remember, we had that fish that was like on the Enterprise oh, yeah. D. Yeah. You could have Badgie. Just like, that would make <laughs> sense. It would work. That'd it's be great. Perfect. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. you can have live action. They'd have as long to, as it's not, like, you know, yeah, something they'd have super to his code. They'd, they'd totally yeah. have to scour his code, though, before allowing kids to play with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as long as we don't get badgy as he was in the Bajoran market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I'm going to burn your heart in a fire. <laughs> That's not a fun fact. <laughs> okay. right, yeah, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh, that was great. I just they and they refer to that like oh well we're skipping ahead but but Badgie does come back in this episode and it's like why are you so mad? It's like you snapped my neck. She's <laughs> like, yeah. like, fair enough. On, don't you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Continuity. That's the thing. This may be episodic, but there is still continuity. So yes. much continuity, mm -hmm. and it's so well done. Uh, but anyway, after Boimler does his freak out then we go into the credits and then we come back and we're in the Kala system with the uss solving yes mm -hmm. oh and if we actually knew what the Kala system was when we watched it we would have known who was showing up because i went back and looked and the Kala system is a planetary system in pakled territory we found that out during the first born episode mm -hmm. hmm so very cool i did did not know that until I went. I'm like, is that a real? Like, it, it had a vague ring of like I've heard that before, but they all kind of do because they're Star Trekky. Uh, and then it's like, oh no, it actually was something. The Duras sisters were bought, got mining equipment there or something. Mm -hmm. So, which makes sense for what Freeman says later. She's like, well, there's not going to be anything, you know, threatening in that system, right? She yeah. knows. Oh, Packleds. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Mm, there you go. <laughs> Well, here, here's my, this is my feeling about it, because when I first saw that episode, which the title escapes me, Dan, the Packlet episode. And oh, Generation, Samaritan Snare. Samaritan Snare. When I first saw that, I thought, OK, I thought they were sinister. They may not have been the sharpest knives in the drawer, but I did not find them to be guileless. I, yeah. I mean, obviously, with how they caught the enterprise and i just thought these are not good people you guys yeah. they're not and you know everyone so the, this... the the pack led's a hard time not being smart no one in that episode was smart jordy should not have gone over there people should have actually listened to Worf for once yeah <laughs> Worf was the and, only one and and yeah. riker i blame like, that entire situation on yeah, riker like, it's really ironic that he ends up, you know, in this episode because he caused it the first time. <laughs> like, really? Well, he learned his lesson, didn't he? Okay. Yep. Well, he pulls true. no punches with the when it comes to the packlids now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I just I was the, I was one person that was like I'm not surprised that the packlids are like this now because they I love how they they, they would the just ship. Keep... yes like all mm. put together like they had. You can see the original ship that they you saw in the Samaritan snare, but then it's like been glommed on and all these other things are oh, stuck to so. it, which is really cool. And there's yes. one symbol that I do not know. I like recognize the Klingon and Romulan and all this stuff. And then there's one that has like, I don't know what it is. I sent it to Larry Nemechek and uh, Dayton Ward and everybody's like, Argh. so hmm. maybe it's just something they made up. It could Shoot, be. I haven't looked at it closely. I haven't done the freeze frame of it yet so well, yeah if you maybe you can find it for your easter egg uh episode yeah. mm, challenge accepted but probably okay. not not 
accomplished. <laughs> I feel like they if don't ever don't add know, something don't random. You know, they, they mm-hmm. well, they there's been things that they haven't known that I've found. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it, it's it's possible, but I I feel like Mike McMahon doesn't throw in stuff that's just here's a design. It like has a purpose or is really generic. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if it's maybe like some confederacy from Rick and Morty or something. Cause recently uh, having read warped, you know, there's some Rick and Morty references in there uh, as well. His TNG okay. book. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So <laughs> if you can figure it out, great. And we will, uh, we'll retweet that. Ooh, I'll take a look. Okay. Can't make any promises. <laughs> hey, the more eyes on it, the closer we get to figuring out what that is. Yep. Actually, I might be able to upload that while we're talking. Ooh, juicy danglers. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a, I'm not going to even mention. (laughs) I know it sounds dirty, but it's not. It's actually a British saying. I learned it from some British friends where, you know, when you would tease about something, but not tell them exactly what was going to happen. They'd be like, juicy danglers. Can't wait to find out. You know, like you're you're a stripper name or something like that is what I was thinking. (laughs) No, I already have a stripper name. It's Brandy. (laughs) <laughs> oh no <laughs> do you know how many strippers and porn stars have been named brandy a lot <laughs> all of them uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. well you could have had you could have done something like you know saurian brandy you could have at least had like a star trek bent oh to it. it would totally be saurian brandy it would totally be that and nobody wants to see me strip though <laughs> so you don't have to worry. I don't about think that. any of us here want to be stripping for anyone. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. we're nope. the, the audience is fine. Not seeing any of us do that. <laughs> yes, everyone is fine. And we're I all fine find, here. I have the uh, the uh, screenshot, which I think it's going to overlay on top of us. But so it's the Ooh. yeah. So it's the fourth one from the top, or the second one from the bottom. Yeah, so, I don't recognize I that at all. Yeah, it's a little dim sorry but it's like a little you should totally you know what you should totally enlarge that for me and send it to me because Hmm. it might be something that well okay in star trek timelines the little mobile game there are all these different factions that are existing of course in the same time frame and there are all of these faction missions that you can undertake and there's literally things that are conflicting like the Klingon Ferengi Alliance and the Klingon Empire and etc. And there are all of those symbols in there and it may match something that's in there that but I right. it's it would be hard for me to say without seeing a really good picture of it because right. it was just too dark for me to see. Well I've brightened it up and if the computer decides to let me upload it. Ooh. There we go. And just so I love that this is like working on like uh doing something on the on the bridge like you know can you enlarge that (laughs) so there we go it's like a bird knife (laughs) i don't know i can't describe it any better that that is definitely not anything in here see that's what nobody like yeah i'm i'm pretty confident in saying it's not been seen before in star trek okay I'm, I I'm, think so. I'm like 99% yeah. confident in saying. I figure that. if Larry and I hope I'm right. don't even have like a inkling of it, then probably don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Sorry, probably 
Maybe it's the new symbol for the Packwood people or something. Could be. Hmm. Maybe that's their their original shit. No, that I don't know. Anyway, this is not hmm. making engaging. Engaging <laughs> to watch. <laughs> We're just working out our questions on yes. air. Okay? okay. Everybody can just deal. It's fine. We For the audio version, we will, we will post a picture uh, along with this so you can check it out. <laughs> or we'll just it edit in, but... this whole part out. <laughs> just yeah, okay. yeah, right. No, that's why we do this live so I don't have to edit it. I know. <laughs> I know. It's... It's fine. It's my fine. last podcast was like a radio drama. I had so much editing and stuff. It's like, why is it only once a month or twice a month? Because <laughs> it's too detailed. No, uh, I understand. I'm doing way too much editing this week myself and more to come after recording later. So where are <laughs> we? We actually, we, we're a little bit behind on this. So we've got yeah. uh, Tendi. Uh, is joining or uh, welcoming? Well, no, a we new haven't recruit. talked about oh. the demise of the solving. We, but this happened before that, didn't it? Didn't we get? No, no, we didn't the meet solving the before. before. No, no, <laughs> no. right after the credits, we go Got to it. the solving. Yes, which is the replacement ship for the Rubido with Captain Dayton. Yes. Mm -hmm. Supposedly oh, not named after Dayton Ward. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I felt bad for her. I really, yeah. really did. Oh, man. She's not <laughs> having a good time of it. No. Voiced by the same person who does Dr. Ta'ana. Jillian mm -hmm. Bigman, yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And she's, she's trying to keep the ship as new as possible. The whole time. Everybody's wearing no <laughs> shoes. There's the little plastic on the weapons console. <laughs> Somehow it's like, who did this? Who built this? I feel like in Come the 24th on. century that that would not be, that nothing would ever scratch, but that's just me. <laughs> like you wouldn't need that. Probably yeah. not. It was a nice little visual. It was a, gag, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, probably not something that would actually. Yeah. There's later when they're actually when you see on the uh, the Cerritos when she's talking to her mom on that little panel, it feels like it's almost like an homage to where they used to. If you had something like that, they would never actually adjust the picture to look like it's sitting in on at the right angle. It was just cut out. So the mom is sitting in a really weird angle if you were actually watching that. So it's mm. just a straight on shot for us. But for her, it would be like really bizarre like why is her mom sitting at an angle you know so i think i feel like that was almost like just a, a call out to what they used to do on tng and stuff like that where they didn't didn't have the ability to reorient she was <laughs> in sick bay in a bio bed yeah that's right right but still the way that we saw it she was straight on yeah oh yeah okay i see what so you're saying. at that angle she would was, be really weird but she, yeah she, she was had, right late she had her her communicator up like this. <laughs> the communicators have some cameras on them. Yeah, okay. sure. Why not? <laughs> well, I think that the new Discovery communicators are going to have like uh, that was the one thing that I didn't bring up that they mentioned that the technology that they got to play with is you know it's basically what we already know just put ahead way into the future. Turned we've been up talking to about eleven. Yeah. Like should it, it could be holograms. I'm hoping that we get the the 20 no, 31st century version of the life support belt. Where they just like <laughs> the thing and then they have they have their spacesuit. That would be finally cool. the animated series. <laughs> Real life life support belts. That's the only place that, that would be for the 31st century, I could kind of see that working. And although I do, 
you know, my headcanon is they stopped using it because, you know, if you have a spacesuit and you get a rip, well, you have the ability to to patch it and you don't die instantly. If you're in space and you lose power and you have no force field, you are dead. Mm -hmm. So it's a great idea as a backup. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, kind of in my head canon, I always imagined that whenever we see crew members in spacesuits later than the animated series, they have a life support mm -hmm. belt on underneath the spacesuit, just <laughs> in case. Idea. You know, but it's That's not cool. it's not never going to be your primary right. means of survival because yeah. it does also help you in case you like have a big heavy door fall on you or something that was, they, mm -hmm. they use that in the first episode. I was like, That's kind of clever. People mm -hmm. who are in submarines that always get trapped behind something when things are flooding. That would be perfect for them. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyway, that was there. There goes our like little detour sorry yeah i'm so i'm really good at sending people off into the sticks actually i just drive us all off into the sticks it's all me <laughs> it's what i do the sticks are more important more interesting than you know the well-traveled road that's just this boring true. yeah that is that's you why denny's I, there and walmart's you know who i like that? driving off road <laughs> anyway so yeah we've got uh, there i go with the so yeah <laughs> That's where uh, we find out that the uh, the packleds. Well, we don't know that they're packleds yet, right. and they just show up and attack the Solvang and yeah. send out these clamps that latch on to their warp nacelles and the saucer section. And uh, Dayton is screaming for them to go to warp, and they go to warp. And die. They all. They all die. They the solving is destroyed, just like that. All those people dead. And, it was shocking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it reminded me of some of Doctor Who, where you're watching it and it's a crazy adventure and they're running, and then something that just stops the action. That's mm -hmm. horrifying happens. Like they mm -hmm. do a really good job at, in my opinion, for like balancing the comedy with the the shockingness like from the last episode i still think oh, spoilers ahead uh the last episode is still my favorite of the series the uh, crisis point but yeah, it had some of that as well where it's just mm -hmm. oh wow i can't believe that happened mm -hmm. but it made the humor that much funnier and the drama that much stronger so yeah yeah it was just sort of like and it looked very cinematic the way they did it, it was oh it it was crazy <laughs> It was crazy good. Like all of the the space battle animation was mm -hmm. above and beyond mm -hmm. anything I've seen in a sci-fi animated anything. It was just really, really impressive. And so that's why when that happened, I was lit. I literally, my hand was over my mouth. I was like, "What just happened?" Yeah, yeah, and like you said, very cinematic. The 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 angles and the views they everything just seemed to be like notched up to 11 like we were said like we'd said earlier uh gorgeous animation on everything and just very well laid out very well storyboarded i think i think they had their vision for how they wanted this episode to look and just did an amazing job with it yeah to me it feels like the last episode and this episode are a, just a continuation it feels like they're very much glued together i mean they're in the way that well you know say the end of um 
uh, best of both worlds and family. You know, those kind mm. of connect, even though yeah. they're not technically two parters. So, yeah, I I agree with that. And they're they're even like Mariner's behavior when her mother is injured is very much like holodeck Mariner yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that was a nice tie-in for me. That's like, yes, that is actually yeah. the way that she feels about her mom. Yeah, totally. Just reinforcing that revelation. Yep. I liked that. So yeah, so the Solvang is no more. And Solvang is also another place in California. So it's another California class. I am aware because I know all those <laughs> cities in California from working at JCPenney Catalog. <laughs> That's an it's interesting the truth. way to learn things. No, it's true. We did. We took. What a strange all... thing to say. I, I know, <laughs> <Sure> right? right? <laughs> well, the thing is, we never got calls from where where we were. So we were a call center in Utah, but oh, we never got, got Utah calls. We got calls from other places, and California was the bulk of them. We also had like <laughs> Idaho and Montana, and like North and South Dakota for some reason. Oh, in Arizona, but. California. I learned so many city names from California that, you know, I learned that it was La Jolla mm -hmm. and, you know, other such things. So, yeah. And Chula Vista. I've been to Chula Vista. It is Chula lovely. It, it is a lovely view. <laughs> Which is pretty much pretty much what Chula Vista means is a exceptional view. So I just remember when I first moved here that Cuenga, the, the road, uh, mm -hmm. that no one I knew could actually pronounce it. And I think just because I'd watched so much television set in California and then the people that I was staying with before I moved here came from Santa Monica. So I just heard them talking about all these things so I knew. But it's like, I need you to go to Cahuanga or whatever. It was like, what? Like, I it literally did not know what they were talking about. Oh, Cahuanga. Is that how you say it? I'm like, yes, that's how you say it. Oh, I'm from Minnesota. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so. Well, that's okay. Nobody yeah. in, in Southern California can pronounce Tijuana, right? So they yeah. all say Tijuana. No, yeah. it's T-I-J. T-I-J-U-A-N-A. -A, Tijuana. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> and then there's the, the battle between... Oh, never mind. I'm not going to go into that, but yes. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Yes. Uh, On our, our new podcast, talking about pronunciation. Yes. Yes. A pronunciation. And I was just going to say, Jennifer, I'm talking about pronunciation. <laughs> it's Sorry. reprise, you guys, not reprise. <laughs> so, Solvang is gone. Sadly, is Captain Dayton and all her crew. Yeah, and that was, that, that really, you know, we didn't spend a lot of time with Captain Dayton, but she really got the short end of the stick there. She'd been through a lot already, already yeah. lost one ship through no fault of her own. And then to have this happen and just all of those people dead. Yeah. Heartbreaking. It's it's heartbreaking. But but now we're back on the Cerritos and a shuttle has arrived and yes. Tendi gets to be a mentor. Yes, so we got a uh the uh first exocomp that we have seen in Starfleet. And exocomps mm -hmm. are from the episode Quality of Life, which was they were made for tools, right? They were just, it was like a little floating, badly floating because you could tell that it was on a string. <laughs> um, little robot that has uh, kind of like a mini... Uh, Transporter. Replicator. Yeah, no, replicator in the front, yeah. which explains how she just transports out by herself later because like, how the hell did she do that? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, that can 
create any kind of tool at the end. And Data was like, you know, this, these, this is a life form. And the person who is created it is like, no, it's just a tool, which is interesting because that's a very similar argument that you could use for Data. Um, and then it turns out, yes, exocomps are actually a life form. That was the super shortened version of that, that episode. Uh, so now we get to see the first one in Starfleet. So we found out that they have, their society has continued. And now, you know, she's got a dad. <laughs> so somehow, <laughs> I love that they painted her to look like the, the science colors and including the little white boots. Right. Mm. Yeah, it's a little, little Ethan's pip as well. Yes. Yep. yep. Got one pip. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, so when, yeah, so she and when she shows up, if you notice that the guy who's standing off checking everybody in is the same person who checked Mariner and my Mariner uh, Tendi in in the beginning. It's like move, keep it moving, lower decks. It's that yeah, same looking, guy looking just as excited to be there as <laughs> yeah, he was exactly. in that episode. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Uh, it's really adorable, and she's she's scoured the Federation database of all the languages, and has come up with the most mathematically perfect name. Peanut hamper. Peanut hamper. <laughs> I, I love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know how that that, that is the most perfect word. You're kind of reminding me of Donnie Darko with cellar door being right? the, like the, the, the most beautiful word in the English language or something. It is um, very nice. Cellar door. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Peanut hamper. Um, and they bring peanut hamper into the, uh, the, 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 the repair bay. And she's trying to pick up, I guess, dilithium tubes yep. or something. And uh-huh. just like, she just keeps, she has no way of doing that. Although why I don't know. She didn't replicate like a claw or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was my question. I'm like, um, all right. Uh, so, but you just say, Anson Klutz reporting for duty. <laughs> they, That's me. Yeah. I love uh, Rutherford often. They're tending Rutherford. They're talking off in the corner. And uh, if you look at the, the ship that they are repairing, that they've been repairing all year or playing with or like experimenting on uh, the Sequoia or they've hand drawn it. <laughs> And they've also have little drawings of themselves done like the families that are on the back of cars, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got uh, all, all of them there. But, but I love what at this point, Rutherford is still he found a button on his uh, implant. And so he's cycling through things. By the way, I have a list of all of the the things that we saw on screen of all of his different uh, modes. Of course you do. <laughs> but uh, I love that. Uh, you know, she's really worried. It's like, oh, I hope I'm able to help Peanut Hamper out. And, and, and Rutherford's like, I'm sure you'll do fine. <laughs> like, Sarcasm like, mode. What? I was like, no, no, sorry. It's just my. <laughs> then he goes into sleepy mode. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So she's worried that she is not going to be able to integrate help or helper cat where did that come from that's the name of our the random neighborhood cat we call helper cat because it's whenever you're doing something in the yard she shows up and like like oh let me help you with this thing and then goes away when we're done so suddenly peanut hamper became helper cat no that's my canon i'm never gonna be able to disassociate the two Uh, it's been a long day already <laughs> yeah, I've got to do another podcast after this, so you don't even know the half of it. 
Oh, I just did two podcasts before. Yeah. This. <laughs> oh, and I think we've actually delayed our rewatch of this episode because by the end of today, we all have talked about this thing about 900 times. I'm like, I don't think we can talk about it anymore. Um, yeah, so uh, Peanut Hamper, she's concerned that she's not going to be able to integrate her because she's she doesn't have a way to touch to hold things and like is really worried because Dr. Ta'ana could be mean and she's going to be helping out in the medical bay. So is, is, do we cut to that scene next? Is that right no. after that? Next we cut to uh, we cut to Boimler talking to Mariner about the Sacramento promotion. Oh, okay. And how he wants her to sign a letter of recommendation or wants to get her mother to sign a letter of recommendation. Oh, that's when everybody is like coming up to her and like wanting <laughs> like hand pies. Uh, look, hand, hand, I love how Tawny Newsom did it too because she said, hand, what's a hand? You know what? No. <laughs> she starts to say, what's a hand pie? Or she starts to say, hand pie? Question mark. What's a hand pie? Question mark. And like, you know what? No, thank you. But she stops in the beginning of both of those sentences. It's just like really good pacing and very comedic. Just the way she did it was so much better than just spelling that all out. So yeah, I mm -hmm. yeah, I was just like marveling. Like, like, oh, I'll have one. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, key lime. Key lime. Yeah. <laughs> I would be. It looks like that. little pies that you get at McDonald's or something like that. Yeah, maybe. the hostess pies. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, you're right. Maybe yeah. that's what they are. I don't know. I've never, never heard of a hand pie. Oh, no. hand, hand pies, hand pies are, are homemade. You, yeah, they're okay. okay. You have to. They're, they're an actual thing. That's not a. Okay, I've literally never heard those two words together. <laughs> hand and pie, unless it's David hand Mons me a piece of pie. <laughs> Dave, uh, how do you know that? <laughs> I mean, they're they're kind of like pierogi, but like larger and and not. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Similar idea. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I have this like thing where like every culture around the world seems to have some sort of folded pastry or stuff mm -hmm. inside a pastry thing. Like yep. it's just like, you know, whether it's whether it's a rice wrapping or it's a, a dough wrapping, like every culture seems to have one. It's interesting. Yep. I don't know. There's like a there's like a sociological paper in there somewhere. <laughs> there is. And not only do they have them in yeah, not only do they have them in England where they're filled with fruit, but they also do pasties, which is mm -hmm. basically whatever you would normally have in your plate in a pocket. Mm -hmm. They're delicious. Yeah, this is actually, and I, I was even putting aside like sweet pies and stuff. I was just thinking just savory things. Like every culture seems to have this kind yeah. of thing. It's really, so it's interesting. So good. Very, very good. So, yep. At this point, then, you know, Boimler says, you know, oh, yeah, like all those people sucking up to you. That's just, yeah. Um, it's not like they have a handwritten, already ready to go <laughs> recommendation for the Sacramento. It's like, oh, not yeah. you too. And and <laughs> after Billups comes through with the hand pie, she's like, he didn't even know my name yesterday. He called me Jen. Who here is named Jen? <laughs> <laughs> Who, Jennifer? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, there and then like people just to pretend like they don't know her, and she shows up at the end too. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, there. This is when Mariner decides. Oh, nobody knows me. Would know me on the Sacramento. I should go for this, and 
that's upsetting to Boimler, of course. Well, so she rolls. Like, I could be a nobody like you, and he goes, "I am not to nobody." He just yeah. this really weird enunciation of of not. <laughs> it's like I'm not <laughs> nobody. It reminded me of a few episodes ago. One of my favorite Boimler lines, where uh, um, Shaq says, "Oh, it's just that Huffy Ensign," and he says, "I am not Huffy." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He has a, a an egotistical, well, not egotistical, a retort that has ego in it for a couple mm-hmm. things, which is great. Which shows that, yeah, yeah, he could actually make it to a different ship. You know, he's not just, if he was Boimler from episode one, I don't think he'd ever go anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Well, Mariner is talking to her mom and they're discussing why, you know, like, why didn't, why didn't we just do this from the start? And then mariners like i wanted to fly under the radar and uh and ransom comes in <laughs> this is great yep uh, yeah this is where the adult part of the cartoon comes in mm-hmm. it's it's so funny though. it's so funny because you know he's sucking up to mariner and she's just mm-hmm. she calls him basically a, a butt kisser you know sucking up and uh she uh freeman says no be as hard on her as you normally would be and uh he's they he starts having an argument with mariner and he says i'm only hard on you when you make me hard (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm not hard right now i mean i could get hard if i wanted to but i'm not i'm so sorry you're both great And then the pad I in front of reaction his shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, I love the, how he moves his pad. That that was the piece de resistance. That was mm-hmm. really the cap on the yes. joke, because that's funny. That oh. actually did happen before she became buttoned up. So yes, we did do that this was before that. Yeah, I love that when she she also says like get phased, Lundy, which is funny because we only saw Lundy. Uh, <laughs> once before, really, in the in the holodeck, getting basically phasered, and also apparently doesn't like Orion's. Yeah, which was quite shocking to Tendy. Yeah, yeah, and they got his accent right, apparently, <laughs> and his uh, what is it? His face, like it's like modeled or whatever. <laughs> so, um, occasionally when we're doing the show, Brand uh, Brandy will just like freeze like a holodeck character, huh. and that's what's happening now. Yeah. We we think oh. that we just need to reboot uh, her subroutines, and eventually this won't happen. I was just going to say, are we convinced afraid... that she's actually a real person? Or yeah, see, the, it could be Badgie in disguise. Oh no, that's the other concern. So, that's... oh, that was just you and me. <laughs> <laughs> she will come back. Um, All right. Uh, although at one point we did lose uh, internet connection on her end. There's apparently some issue in the neighborhood, so they're they're working on that. So it might just be you and me for a while. Hmm. Uh, so let's pick up where. Oh, I love when. So she's now in her mode of of being all proper, and she's reading uh, the. Ah, there we go. Whoop, and we're back. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I suddenly moved. Yes. <laughs> We said that you we uh, we're not convinced that you're actually a real person. That you might be mm-hmm. a holodeck character mm-hmm. with some corrupt subroutines, so or badgy pretending to be you. Mm-hmm. 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 So we're very concerned all, about that. All valid inquiries. 
Hmm. But I'm glad you're back. Uh, we were just talking Thanks. about uh, that she has started re, um, talking about uh, what she can do to be Starfleet uniform compliant. And I love that she meets up Boimler in the hallway who's walking his, his little <laughs> speed walk. And then she just matches it. And then he's like, and then he stops doing it. Like, no, I'm not yeah. going to walk like that. <laughs> that was great. They do a really great job with these subtle uh, just physical cues that, yeah, and callbacks, mm. but things that you just don't, you don't have to animate. There's no reason mm. for it, and you never would have missed it, but it's just the addition of those things that give everything just a little bit extra more piece of life, you know? And when you look at it compared to the original series, the drawings aren't any more complex. There's a little bit of lighting and a little bit of shadowing, but not, you know, it's not dramatic. It's not three-dimensional looking. So I'm just really impressed with the motion that they've put into it and emotion mm -hmm. so. agree yeah. yeah it's kind of funny some of the the motion stuff that they do that you don't really notice that just kind of blends together there's been a few times where i've paused at a really weird point and like somebody has like five arms and they're like yeah. doing something because you're like whoa but yeah you don't notice That's that stuff. animation yeah absolutely it's really well done here if you watch the short trek with uh, the little dot, Ephraim and Dot, mm -hmm. he will every once in a while like stretch out and do something like that, which is more like a classic, you know, Roadrunner kind of a thing. Right. So Very it's kind of cool that they, if you watch, I don't know, like um, anime or something like that, they also do, you know, sometimes crazy over the top stuff. Um, yes. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we basically, she's now going to be buttoned up and she's going to get that Sacramento. She, it's it? not even so much that she wants to be promoted. She just wants to go somewhere where she's not known. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. She just wants to continue to fly under the radar and not address her issues, essentially. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Which is, that's. Well, I, I can understand how she feels because now people are placing value on her that's not about her. It's about her mother. Right. And she wants to be seen for herself, as all children do. They want to be out of their parents' shadow. So I understand that feeling. But at the same time, she's kind of trying to take... So instead of just confronting the, the new reality, she's trying to escape mm -hmm. reality. <laughs> well, she did that on the holodeck, but it came after her. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's the thing. She, she didn't quite learn that as reality will find you yeah. and catch up with you and smack you in the face. And speaking of smacking you in the face, they arrive in... in the place where the Solvang was destroyed and get whacked with like a big piece of the ship. They've come out of the, you know, we have, I think there is um, two people were arguing in the hallway. I think it was. It was um, Boimler and, Ran and, and Mar uh, yeah. Mariner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's when they kind of, it comes to a crescendo and they come out into space where the Solvang is just a bunch of shards. Uh, they realize that they've been destroyed and then the same thing happens again. And we realize that these are the pack lids. Mm -hmm. And they call it the Enterprise, which is great. So <laughs> any shit to them that Starfleet is the Enterprise. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. 
Yeah, that was a funny moment for sure. Yeah, I I loved. I was I was I wondering if this was supposed to be the same ship and same captain. He's credited with a different name though, because uh, the in the original episode it was Grebnedlog, I think. Was yes, the... and this was Jacobog. Yeah, Jacobog. Okay. So yeah, maybe he was on the ship at the time and has now become the captain. But oh, well, there you go. Enterprise but... really rings true for them <laughs> well the thing is is that when other ships come in other pack led ships come in they all call the titan the enterprise as well because when true. it shows up it's like another enterprise, another enterprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're all well informed about the enterprise yeah. that's true yeah they can't it reminds me of the old the comics difference. where any shuttle was called a galileo mm-hmm. <laughs> literally yes. any like like oh it's a galileo like but what? No, it's not. <laughs> like, okay. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically they, they are getting carved up and uh, Freeman decides to be smart and not go to warp when they're mm-hmm. grabbed. Uh, so they do, they escape the fate of the Solvang, uh, but they are still getting carved up. And <laughs> what uh, Brandy's name beaming very slowly <laughs> it comes from, uh, we have the, the boarding party of the pack leads like, beaming in or very slowly beaming in <laughs> so they take off and they're running through the hallways they have they're trying to get to the armory but uh they can't get there and it's a good thing that mariner is who mariner is because she has hidden stuff all over the ship yes and it's uh there's plenty of weapons i i actually i'll run through this really quickly because we're kind of end up Coming up and you time. thought we wouldn't go till the end time oh, that we no, were yeah. given. Yeah. <laughs> Our show will normally not be this long. Uh, and actually, this is a good point to mention. Coming up at two o'clock is the improvised generation, which is the improv or improvised generation on screen. It is the on-screen version of the improvised generation, which is a improv show in the style of Star Trek: Next Generation. And they have the, cool. their own characters, their own backstories. It's this is now season. This will be season six, technically. So <clears throat> they have. Um, they will be premiering today at two o'clock. So please tune in for that. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and we we did a spinoff of that last year called Night Shift, which is the poster behind me. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was kind of fun to be able to play in their universe. It, it felt a lot like Mike McMahon talking about how he got to do a Star Trek. And it's like, oh, we got to do a, you know an improvised <laughs> Star Trek. So, uh, yeah, so that was and honestly, being involved in that sort of a show set me up, I think, to like Lower Decks better than maybe I would have if I hadn't done mm-hmm. that, because we came up with a lot of the similar things just because if you're going to be Star Trek and stay true to it and be funny, there's sort of like a range that you end up in. So, right. But yeah. So tune in at two o'clock uh, right here on outpost 13. And if you are listening to the audio version, you can come to outpost 13 on Twitch and for a subscription, you can see all of the past episodes that are coming up and they might be going on YouTube as well. I'm not sure. Yes. I just, I have one question that, um, before we get to this, uh, what is a first contact day salmon? (laughs) I don't know, but I'm going to be having one every year from now on. Yes. (laughs) It's in April, right? Uh, yeah. But the problem is, is I'm allergic to fish oil. So what is someone like me supposed to do in place of a first contact day salmon? The, the fake fish that you get? The... 
yeah. imitation to vegetarian. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't even like the taste of or oh. smell of things hmm. fishy. So. I'm guessing oh, it's salmon well, because you're, it's you're okay. Montana. <laughs> yeah, just like um, we'll come up with a, a solution. Yeah. Okay. I, there's just... there's got to be a, a a range of first contact day dish options. Yeah. I'm sure. Tequila. Okay. You know that, but, that that's there. <laughs> there uh, yeah, but um, but I'm talking about like food. The tequila is for later. <laughs> well, okay. well, Neelix mentioned pierogies, which calls back True. to something as one of Zephram Cochran's favorite foods, that's and something right. that he serves on First Contact Day. If you go back to that episode, I think it's uh, the season it. seven episode Homestead. I think Neelix <gasps> yeah. lists a bunch of stuff that Zephram Cochran go. loved. I I might skip ahead to that episode just to find out, so that I <laughs> no, can properly no, that, celebrate. That has, really has stuff that find, that actually does happen, so maybe don't skip to that. Oh yeah, don't. Sorry. Okay. I'll just <laughs> I'll I'll get we'll, you a list. We'll transcribe it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, because I don't want to be left out of the food festivities. <laughs> well, luckily just you'll have because April, I can't so. eat fish. <laughs> and thanks hey, for that warning, Aaron. Yes, that's, that's, like, that's yeah. a good. Uh... This is less than four months mm. away now. No, six <laughs> months away. Excuse me, I can do math. Okay. Well, by then you'll probably have got to that that episode. I would think you're probably right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so real quick, uh, when she's knocking all the stuff down, there's a bunch of stuff in there, and I'll kind of plow through them. I didn't. It, again, this was one of those. If I did the side by side comparison, I would have been up till three in the morning. So uh -huh. I decided that mm -hmm. I'm just going to do one overlay screen and talk about each object. So we have uh, <laughs> anything that's weapons. Basically, I'll pull up a screen at the end. They came from Worf's uh, personal cabin or the ship that was the the um, when they did the exchange with, with Riker. Um, I can't remember the name of that episode. But uh, uh, the Matter of Honor. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> All the weapons kind of come from that. So the first one, the uh, we have a blue thin bottle, and that is from Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. That oh, Kirk nice. Sharing with it, yeah. Uh, number three is a bottle of Kanar, which is Deep Space Nine, which uh, is either something that that uh, um, Quark bought that was just completely out of date and funky and would kill somebody if they probably drank it. Uh, I think they had eventually had some good stuff. Uh, we have some callbacks to the very first episode. We have the weapon from Code of Honor. Uh, we have a bottle of Romulan whiskey, and we have a Saurian brandy container. But it has blue liquid in it, so I'm assuming that it's just the container, not the the, the stuff in it. It could be uh, Romulan to yeah. what Mariner was drinking from in the first episode. True. Uh, we also have, for the first time ever... Spock helmet is canon. <laughs> so this weird. Is a toy from the seventies that you got stickers that said Kirk or Spock, and you put it on it, and it has like a light at the top. Which there were a lot of uh, um, Radio Shack toys that kind of did that too. So you just run around the yard with a red light on top of your head and a <laughs> little antenna, and I don't know how it was supposed to fit with Star Trek, but now it is somehow canon. It is. I'm really curious to see what. In, in universe that's supposed to do. <laughs> See, I Billups is either looking at it with confusion or like, oh, I finally yeah. have one of these. I can't figure out what that expression mm. is. <laughs> I feel and 
personally, like it's oh my god, I can't believe that I'm holding one of these. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I I wanted to see some expression, but this freeze frame is literally what he picks it up and it just stops. He doesn't do where well, I mentioned all the, you know, the great animation they did. He doesn't have any animation after this. He's just holding it. Um, mm. And I do. And the, the last one on this is Boimler has a long, like a rapier sword. And it's either, we're saying it was either a callback to Sulu uh, uh, Picard's fencing or to the beginning of the series. When uh, Mariner said, uh, we don't have a sword guy. You could be a sword guy. Um, so, or it could be all three of those. It's just a, I thought it was kind of fun. Um, so yeah, and this is the, uh, oh, whoops, sorry. And we have one more of those weapons from Worf's quarters and a Tribble for personal use. Personal use, guys. Personal yeah. use. Mm -hmm. I, won't, I don't know what that personal use is, but I want to know. <laughs> and these are just a, a picture of all the weapons that kind of comprise this scene. So, yes. yeah. So that's the, the that's the breakneck speed of, of going through all of those. But <laughs> I was I was really happy that I found like some of the the other bottles and things that I hadn't heard mentioned before. So that was kind of neat. Mm -hmm. well, I'll good. let you be your last battlefield is really like a, that's that's a that's good a, one. Yeah, yeah, interesting reference. That's one I'm gonna have to write down because I would have missed that. <laughs> I literally looked up thin blue bottle prop Star Trek and it took me to like a prop house that had that. And I was like, all right, there you go. Mm. Very, Very cool. nice. Yeah. Well, done. well done, you. Thank you. You're welcome. When this is over, when we don't have these little Easter eggs to find, I'm like, it's going to be so much easier to do the show. Uh, it is. When we're just talking I about stuff. I imagine the discovery isn't going to have, you know, the amount of Easter eggs. I'm sure there will be some, but not like this. Mm hmm. No, not like this, because now it's in its own time where yeah. no one has ever been in Star Trek. So. Well, but they'll have, I'm sure they'll run across something in history or something like from history. They will. They will. I'm sure. Mm. Mm. Oh, she mentioned Sulu. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so that was Sulu's weapon. Thank you, Thank Patrick. You in the chat room uh so i we have the titan which until now was only in books uh it was a book cover it was created by sean i can never pronounce his last name we worked together on the fan film that shall not be named uh <laughs> and uh so it was really cool for him to be able to see the ship that's just been illustrated up to this point actually fly around well it's still kind of illustrated but it was <laughs> flying around but it's, on, it's on uh, screen so that I, makes it canon yep. Yep. You know, it's funny is the, the book cover you have there is the uh, the one they accidentally used the Akira class instead of the Titan on. They, oh, they later it? changed it to the Titan. Oh, but... okay. Yeah. Did I grab the wrong one? Oh. <laughs> oh, shoot. Sorry. I thought you were. <laughs> no, um... I thought I, I this was like the last thing I put together and I was like, uh, Titan, it says Titan. Great. And it just, it just looked a little squished a little differently. But yeah, no, you're right. That's not the right ship. Yeah, um... they did later change that that particular um yes. book cover to be yeah so but anyway so we get uh Riker and troy show up and save the day so cool. and and Riker. It oh yeah is. we have the the music was just this is another point where i'm like okay i'm crying now yeah you know, same <laughs> same it was sad crying before now happy crying um oh yeah did we also <laughs> we forgot in between there we lost a character 
we forgot about <laughs> shacks. So real compressed story is that uh, they had to, I know, they had to to uh, blow up the ship. They needed a virus or to disable the ship. Uh, they have to take Badgie out of storage and turn off the safety protocols. Uh, both Shax and Rutherford fly over in the Sequoia, that kind of makeshift shuttle, to the Packled ship. And he's downloading the virus into the computer. And he's like, you know, almost done. But slowing to a crawl. And then Badgie pops up and says, you know, oh, yeah, I'll... I'll finish loading the virus but only after you're dead and he you know is trying to figure out what to do Shax basically runs up to him rips his implant off which is where Badgie is living um, throws him into the shuttle and says you know I can't remember the exact phrase but he used baby bear which was just yeah heart wrenching <sighs> at that point I know because uh, at one point he was you know, trying out for, for the a position when he was trying all the different jobs he was in security and they had the bear pack and they called him baby bear uh he, he literally pushes the shuttle out of the force field into space and uh then is choking a pack lead as the ship blows up choking and, and laughing uh, and laughing yes it was the best day mm -hmm. of his life and also his death and mm -hmm. we lost shacks so and I had mentioned somewhere uh, yesterday that uh, I had a couple ideas or an idea of who might replace him. If we watched the the holodeck episode, the previous uh, crisis point, Jet was there and hmm. basically taking over. He's like, you know, oh, way to way to look out for me. And I feel like maybe they could put in the seed of that. Maybe Jet takes over. That's a good Jet, call. Yeah. Jet can do anything. Yeah. According to pretty much everyone. So. Right. <laughs> So I mean, or he could be a temporary. I don't know. They could, they'll probably Shut up, you big handsome hunk. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like okay, I could see him doing that. Uh, yes, I know it's just a holodeck program, but it supposedly reflects actual life. So yeah, well, we saw we we saw Jet in the Cupid's Errant Arrow, and pretty much everybody was just yeah, Jet. Everybody loves Jet. Everybody thinks the world of Jet. So it wouldn't surprise me uh, right. if she were to choose him. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he's already part of Ops, so mm -hmm. that's kind of a no-brainer, really. Yeah. So that's my guess. But we will see. Yeah. Um, so basically, the the Enterprise or the Enterprise, the under another Enterprise, <laughs> another Enterprise. <laughs> the Titan swoops in, uh, say, and we've got Mariner saying it's like you know about time you got here, right? Or Will. And Boimler's like, you know Riker? It's like, yeah. He provides me with like my Romulan ale, or he's flush with Romulan ale, illegal, bleep, and it just, Riker shuts it off, and uh, Troy is like, uh, what was that? It's like, we're still at red alert. It's like, we're talking about this later. <laughs> I could see that happening in live action, too. That would be oh, totally reasonable. The, mm -hmm. Bringing those characters into this didn't feel goofy. Like, oh, they would never be that. Mm -hmm. Um they get to be a little bit sillier because at the at the very end when uh, we find out that the Boimler ends up getting transferred to the Titan and Mariner is not happy about that. Uh, she's pissed off because at this point they were like, oh, they became friends. He admitted that he would he would miss her if he went to the Sacramento. And I just don't think that he she had any inkling that he would do that. 
So he's over at the uh, the, the Titan, which, by the way, he has a commemorative right a commemorative collector's plate of ransom next to his bed i was his... wondering if anyone else would notice that because i was like because I, I paused it just to get a shot of him in the uniform and i was like yeah what is what yeah it's <laughs> so great i love i it. was joking with john van sitters online where we, i took pictures of like the the hamilton collection plates or whatever like that are that yeah it just feels very much like a star trek plate uh and then he's got his boimler effect plaque which it, before this, he was kind of like, you know, indifferent and did not, the slash did not like the fact that this rule is named after him, but now he's, I think, we're using it with pride. Uh, anyway, so we find him, we end the series with him on the bridge, and they're getting ready to go to, to Talgana 4, which is the shirt that Brandy is wearing. Uh, and, which, where it has a little Ryza. And so we have Rikers, you know, Leaning over to Troy, which, by the way, if you notice, they have wedding bands. I, I did notice cool. that. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. notice that. And it's like, you know, oh, we're, we're going to Little Ryza. And she's like, oh, should we bring the Little Horgon? It's like, no, let's bring the one we always use. And then, and the the regular like, size one. Yeah, the, yeah. So in my head canon, this is when Thad was conceived. Because I'm, is, you're not the only year. person to think that. You're <laughs> okay. not the only person to think that. That and, came up on oh. Positively Trick today as well. Ah, yep. okay. <laughs> and then we had, you know, in the uh, the, the key of, uh, oh, it's a, you know, warp. The warp uh, like, factor. Give me yeah. warp in the factor of five, six, 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 six seven, eight. eight. Oh, the jazz. <laughs> <laughs> so great. I loved it with right. the interview with Jonathan Frakes in the, in the uh, NYCC stuff where he was basically saying like, I just dialed Riker up to 11. Like they just let the leash off Riker. Yeah. Like this mm-hmm. is the Riker that I've always wanted to play. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> well, Dan, thank you so much for joining us. I hate to shut this down really shortly, but we've got a few minutes and then the improvised generations hopping on. Uh, we did not get to our question of the week, but we will put those answers out on Twitter. Uh, what, what implant would you, or what uh, setting would you have on your implant if you could? Uh, so I would like one that compresses time better or manages my time better. Mm. Yeah. I would like one that would turn off my emotions. Huh. Oh, you want the reverse of data's chip. Yep. Because I, th- there are things that when you feel everything all the time and there is no off switch, it can really just rub you raw. And I would like that. I would like the ability to just shut it all off for a bit. Mm, I want the one that makes me go to bed and get up at a reasonable hour, whatever. At, at like, <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, that would be great. Well, thank you yes. so much. I know there's like a ton of things that we actually left out somehow when we still, you know, like the enterprise <laughs> reference. Uh, there's just like, so, so hit us up again. I'm sure this will not be the last time we talk about this. Uh, we're, we're, I, I would like to do a series recap episode at some point. Yes. So. Uh, think of January. Yes, because we have <laughs> next week. We are breakneck speed into discovery. So mm-hmm. next next week uh, for our season, episode one discovery, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes. But Dan, do uh, you want to, before we go, uh, tell everybody where we can find you. Uh, well, the main thing right now is uh, the podcast that I do with Bruce Gibson, Positively Trek. Uh, just search for that wherever you get your podcasts. Find me on Twitter at Kurtrats. It's just Star Trek backwards. Really easy to figure <laughs> out. 
Uh, and yeah, youtube.com slash Kurtrats Productions. I make videos all about Star Trek and trying not to get burnt out doing it, but I'm, I'm yes. surviving. Yeah, this this has been a tough week for everybody. I think there's just been a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you, everybody. And we will see you next week. Infinite Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Coconut! <laughs>